brand new episode of the Free as Fuck podcast. Good morning, gorgeous soul, and welcome back to a brand new episode. And if you are new, welcome to the show. I am saying good morning because it is early here and I am still in my house coat and my slippers and my cozy blanket with my coffee and I just had to record this episode. And to me, this is a perfect example of creating from pleasure and not from pressure. And, you know, I woke up this morning and I'm so excited because today I finally get a motherfucking couch. And this episode is actually about how I manifested this fucking couch. (laughs) So for a little bit of a backstory, you know, and a little bit of insight into this episode, I had a lot of challenges over the last few months with getting a couch that I wanted. And there's this really interesting conundrum that my partner Scott and I were having, which was, you know, when it comes to the roles that we have in our relationship, we're brand new to living together in a lease. And that in and of itself, you know, it's like a new chapter of a relationship. It's a new mode of being and it takes everything to a new level of commitment. And When we were traveling, we had traveled through BC, we went through Sedona, we went through the Grand Canyon, we spent time in Kansas, like we spent a lot of time traveling together. And the last leg of our trip was, you know, we spent about three months road tripping through British Columbia and it was one of the most amazing road trips of our lives. And both Scott and I had, you know, gotten to a point within our lives before we had met each other that we sold and let go of every single thing that we own, aside from a few things that could fit into like two to three suitcases. And so when I met Scott, I was still in my nomadic chapter and so was he. So we had been traveling through BC after we met each other's families and just spent some time driving around and the last leg of our trip was through Vancouver Island. And deep down in our hearts, we both knew that the island was our forever home. We just had this feeling. Um, He loved Washington, Pacific Northwest. I always fucking loved Washington or Pacific Northwest, the mountains. Like I've been a BC girl my whole entire life. And the first time I ever came to British Columbia, I was like, I am going to live here one day. I have decided it. And of course, a few years later, I made it happen. And so anyways, I, he and I did this road trip. And as we were doing this road trip, we got to the last place and we're like, what do we do next? You know, like, what's our next move? What's our next step? And we didn't have this crystal clear clarity on what it is that we actually wanted And so we ended up putting a bunch of places that we were like wanting to go or open to going and throwing them into a hat and setting some strong intentions around aligning with our highest timeline. So we're in this gorgeous oceanfront house in, uh, on Vancouver Island and we, we like do a prayer, set some intentions and pull a fucking place in the world out of a hat. And it was Columbia. And so we're like, 
Colombia, hey? Okay, South America. And it was really interesting because we both in that moment committed all the way. We're like, if this is meant for us, we're going to go all in. You know, if this is what God wants for us, let's do it. And it was really interesting because immediately after we made that decision to start doing it, energy started to shift. And so this is what like, you know, you align with a timeline. When you make a decision, you align with that timeline. And aligning with that timeline doesn't mean that things just like poof happen all of a sudden. It means that things will start to unfold. And within the unfolding, we started to see, ooh, 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 I don't know if I'm really loving this timeline. And it was interesting because for me, I was like, I've already done the whole South America thing, travel in a foreign country, and even doing it with a partner. And I don't think I really want to actually do that again. Like, it was kind of a been there, done that. That's not super exciting, but I can make it work. And he, on the other hand, he was like, the amount of like stress that came along with food and, you know, figuring out where we are and all these things, like we had both done that but we didn't want to do it again. And so it was really interesting because this was the path of certainty. Crazy enough, but the path of certainty was to go to fucking Colombia because we had already done something very similar to that. And so we left it for about a week and we let ourselves sit in the tension of that timeline for about a week. And in that time, we both gained a lot of clarity individually and eventually came back together and we're like, we don't want this and gave ourselves this permission to not go all the way down this path. And then I think later that afternoon, just for shits and giggles, I was like on Facebook marketplace and I saw this really cute house and I'm like, why don't we go look at it? And Scott's like, yeah, why not? So we went and looked at this house. It was pretty cute. It was okay. We liked some of it, but we both knew this isn't our house. We're like, eh, we wouldn't really live here long term. It doesn't feel right. But there's something about looking at a house together that feels really right. So next thing you know, I start looking at other houses and I find this gorgeous, gorgeous three bedroom, three bathroom, oceanfront house, high ceilings, big windows, backyard with little bay doors. And it's just, oh my God. I'm in love with it. So I messaged the landlord and I was like, hey, can we come view this house? And they're like, yeah, sure. So I was like, cool. Set that up for the next afternoon. Scott and I are driving up to this property and he was like, where are we going? Because the drive to this house is just insanely beautiful. We get here and we look around and we both just look at each other like, holy fucking shit, I want this. I want this. And we like walk through the entire house, keep going. And it just like new thing, new thing, new thing. It's like, there's this big, beautiful laundry room. And then there's like an amazing storage unit with a workshop. And then there's a two car garage. And it's just like, oh my God, it keeps getting better and better and better. And then we find out like the, that a whole bunch of people have applied The landlords are like, yeah, you can put in your application, but like, you know, don't hold your breath kind of vibe. So we put in our application and 
The next day, we had a flight booked out to Kansas to go see Scott's family for, I believe, 4th of July. Yes. So we went out to see Scott's family for 4th of July. And two days after us being there, his uh, we're staying at his sister's house. And we find out that we didn't get the house. And I was devastated. And at this time too, I had actually caught like a head cold or some major allergies because I was so under the weather. I couldn't even get up some days and I was just done. So when I found out that we didn't get the house, I was so fucking disappointed. But there was a beautiful God moment where we were staying with his sister and we told her about it and she could like feel the sadness with me. And she ended up telling us this story about the house that they, they own. And she was like, you know, when I saw this house, I knew it was my house. Like, I just knew it. I could feel it. And we had put our we put our stuff in and we didn't get the house. And I was so disappointed and so distraught. And there was like no other house that compared to this one. And so we ended up traveling for a little while and just like renting in places and staying in different places. And after about three months, our landlord, you know, at this time... A lot of landlords, a lot of, um, not landlords, uh, property owners were like, no love letters. Like, don't write love letters when it comes to buying because it's a very serious market. But she's like, I wrote the love letters anyways. She's like, I wrote the love letters. I told them about me. I told them about this house. I told them about my vision. And I just went for it. And so I sent in all these love letters. And then they were having this thing where they had not sold their house yet out of fear that they wouldn't get another one but they ended up getting this like amazing fucking opportunity that was like way over asking price for their house and it was like an offer that they could not let down so they took the offer sold their house and then they're like we have no fucking idea like we have no idea what we're doing now so very 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 shortly after that their real estate agent comes back to them and they're like hey you remember that house that you really wanted a few months ago? Well, the offer that they originally took didn't fall through and they're wanting to give it to you. So they're just like, oh my God, yes. So they ended up getting the house and it's just this beautiful house. And this amazing part of it was the story and the timing of the story that even though I was so disappointed that things weren't working out, things didn't look like they were going the way that I wanted. It was like, oh, there's a possibility. Just hold faith. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. And at that time, it was still really challenging for me. I'm like, can I hold the faith? And also, I'm fucking done. Like, I'm so tired. Like, what are we even going to do? I'm going to send this message. And I did. And the landlord is just like, yeah, you know, don't get your hopes up. But I literally sent this message. It was like, hey, if it doesn't work out with the other people, we'd love to be considered still. And so for those of you who followed me for a while, you know that I left Canada back at the beginning of 2021 and I hadn't had my own quote home since then. So it was a long time of like being on the go and living in an Airbnb and short term rentals and always finding a new place. And I loved it and I still love that lifestyle. But I got to a point where I was just like, I feel complete. I feel complete with this. I feel like I'm ready for nesting. I feel like I'm ready to step into this era of 
being a housewife and being more grounded in my growth and being more committed to my routines and being in this season of discipline and really building, like building foundations, building up, building something that's so steady that we can create anything from that place. You know, when you find your partner, there's just this new devotion that comes through you. There's just this new level of commitment that I had stepped into where I'm like, it's time, you know? It's not time for me to become a mother just yet, but I do desire to get married and I do desire to buy a home and I do desire to have babies and build my business to be scalable and passive and be able to travel the world in so much luxury and abundance. And that to me felt so fucking good. And so... I was so disappointed when I found out that I didn't get this house that I wanted so fucking bad because the thing is, is I had been visualizing, I had been seeing myself in it, I had been feeling it, I've been doing all of the practices that, you know, you do when you're wanting to manifest something and it didn't happen. And when something doesn't happen, a lot of our wounds are going to come up to the surface. Your beliefs, your blocks, your stories all of the stuff that is really getting in the way of you not getting what you want. And I was in my magnetism membership and I was facilitating a masterclass and I was telling the girls about how whenever we get triggered after we don't get what we want, what we're usually seeing is a part of us that is unresolved and unintegrated that is taking over and actually blocking us from getting what we want. So it blew their minds and they're like, I can see where I'm doing that in my own life. And this was one of those moments where I really realized that about myself. I realized I have a sip of coffee to clear my throat because that's who I am today. (laughs) So in this moment when I didn't get what I want, this story from this like four-year-old part of me is like, I never get what I want. I never get what I want. Why don't I get what I want? What's wrong with me? And then an older part of me that's like, well, it's because of this, 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 and this. It's like the, the analyzer of me. So there's like this wounded little girl that's like sad and disappointed. And then there's this like wounded masculine part of me that's like analyzing and trying to fix myself that are just loud in my ears and I am just so torn and stressed inside of myself that I'm just like fuck this fuck this you know like and I like the passive feminine that's just like fuck it whatever I don't care and then the wounded masculine is like no but wait I actually want to get what I want and I want to prove that I'm worthy and I want to fix whatever's wrong with me that's getting in the way and this whole like orchestra of parts that were going off in my head. And whenever I'm working with my clients and becoming, I always talk about that movie Inside Out where in the movie, if you haven't seen it, it's one of the cutest movies that just is such a symbol and metaphor for what's going on inside of ourselves when we have these parts that are taking over but there's like these there's like a command center in the little girl's brain and she usually has this part that's joy that's making all of her decisions for her but then after some time these other emotions like guilt and shame and disgust and and um anger and sadness start to come in and they start to take over and they're like pushing the buttons and she's doing all these things and it's just a whole thing 
And so that's what happens when we have parts take over is that these aspects of us are making decisions not from a conscious place. It's because they're triggered. It's because we're triggered. And so our role is to integrate those triggers in the moment. And this doesn't mean fix them. This doesn't mean get rid of them. It doesn't mean solve your way out of them. And it also doesn't mean ignore them and pretend they don't exist by putting affirmations on top of them. It means really hearing them. You know, for me, it was like really spending time listening to that little girl, letting her feel what she felt, and then coming in as the empowered woman inside of me. And what that looked like was, you know, I have been really working on deepening my trust with the masculine, with men. And, you know, after my dad went to jail and after like being in toxic relationships for 10 years of my life, I have a lot of wounds with men and the masculine. And for me, it's been the work of my life to reclaim that trust and be in my feminine with men. And it is so rewarding and it is also so incredibly challenging. But there was a day that I was so fucking sick and Scott was like, we're going to take a road trip to the Grand Canyon. And I was like, what? No, I was like, no, fuck that. I do not want to travel. I do not want this. I do not. No, 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 no. And our only other option was to just like go back to Tulum or like go to Vancouver and spend some time with my sister or stay with none of them felt right. And this was a let go and let God moment, like let go and let my man take the lead. And so I surrendered. I just let go. And I was like, okay, I'm going to trust you and I'm going to trust your leadership Even though I did not fucking want to do this, I let go. And so we ended up doing this road trip to the Grand Canyon. And it was so beautiful and so fun. And I was so sick the entire fucking way. (laughs) I was like sleeping half the time. And I would wake up and I would like get the best in me. And then it was just, it was a mess, but a beautiful mess. And one of the most incredible like road trips. We just had some really fucking amazing road trips together. And so anyways, we end up getting to the Grand Canyon, to Sedona. We're staying in Sedona and we drive to the Grand Canyon from there. And seeing it was just gorgeous. And I had all of these like weird physical things that were going on. It was like I was nasally I had a headache I couldn't even like breathe properly and then I was having all these like digestion issues and then I like had this weird foot thing that happened it was just a mess I was a fucking mess (laughs) my wonderful man is just taking care of me and taking the lead and here's the thing it was the best thing ever to happen to me because I really had to surrender I couldn't control anything And the thing about women who have a wounded relationship with their father or with the masculine or with men in their lives, they usually have a very hard time letting someone else take the lead and letting go of control. And so in any opportunity that we let go of control, if we can like truly, truly, truly release control and not even like have control in your mind and like micromanage or like have your guard up or try to make things better but just like fully fucking let go things often turn out way better than you can expect so it was a really beautiful trip and what ended up happening was scott and i were in sedona and 
we had messaged this landlord a few times and there was this one day that we were uh like on a hike or something like that and i saw that the house was suddenly up as available and i was like what the fuck i was like hey i messaged him and i was like hey uh, i noticed the house is available i'm very interested and what ended up happening was he was like yeah they're waiting on like conditions for selling their house we'll keep you updated So what happened next was Scott and I also needed to go through our own initiation into letting go all the way and going all the way in, committing all the way. Because here's the thing about manifestation is we can want something, but if we're not committed to something, we're making room for other timelines to happen, for other timelines to play themselves out. But if you are all fucking in on this thing, all in, no matter what, I'm willing to do the work, I'm willing to show up, I'm unavailable for anything that is not my desire and available for anything that is not what I committed to creating, well then, God can meet you in that. God can actually support you in that. But if you're like, well, let me just like wait and see what happens. Let me just like, you know, if this thing, then great, then it's meant for me. Like, well, I'll just see. It's the wounded passive feminine that it's like, I want this thing, but you know, only if it happens this way, or I want this thing, but if it doesn't work out, it's fine. And there's this part of you that's actually looking for things to not work out so that you can prove a story to yourself that you don't get what you want or that you can't have what you want or that you so you can be disappointed. But the thing is, is like one of the reasons we don't commit all the way is simply because of the belief that we can't have what we want. But if you didn't have that belief, wouldn't you go all the fucking way in? Of course. So I started having that new story. I can get what I want. I am someone who get what gets what I want. I'm someone who gets what I desire. I'm so fucking supported in what I desire. Things always work out for me. Things work out the way that I want them to. Things work out better than I want them to most of the time. And so those new stories started to shift things for me. But I also had to commit with my person who was on the team with me. So we ended up having this really, really, really deep conversation about commitment because we both had things that were like, you know, could I still be in a relationship with you all the way if this thing never changed? You know, am I committed to you all the way? Even if, even if, like, can I love you and accept you all the way? And this was a challenge for both of us. You know, I have cats. Scott's not a cat guy. (laughs) And Scott had a lot of food challenges and things that like, he couldn't eat anything other than like, steak and fruit and butter and cheese and I'm like could I be with someone like that for the rest of my life and I'm like a foodie and he's like I want freedom so like we both had these conflicts with something that was like a fundamental piece of the other person and it's like if this thing never changed about you would I still commit to you all the way would I still commit to doing life with you all the way and the answer was fuck yes I'm all in on you like you are my person You are my person that I'm all in on. And so after we had that conversation, we went back to our house that we were staying at in Sedona. I kid you not, we got a message from the landlord that said, 
the offer fell through with the other people and we'd love to offer it to you. Can you send us your information? And we're like, oh my God, yes. Yes, 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 yes. So we did it all, did all the things that we needed to do, made it fucking happen, approved, boom. Next thing you know, we have a fucking house on Vancouver Island. And so we ended up literally the next day because we didn't even know what we were going to do while we were in Sedona. After Sedona, we're like, we're just going to keep flowing until we find out what we're doing. So we booked our flight back to Vancouver, ended up going for it, getting to the house, and we had nothing, nothing other than our suitcases and this little foamy mattress that I had from my friend. So we sleep on the floor of this big, beautiful house and we're building, like we're building together. And so we ended up building and like, I know that like, for me, I'm like, I had this thing, I had this deep heartbreak around giving away all of my furniture. Like I gave away every single piece of furniture that I had collected to my younger sister. And she's the one who's still watching my cats. And there was this like whole thing. This is like a whole other episode that I could go into around this um, relationship and all of the growth that happened in it. But I ended up giving away like 90% of what I owned to my sister, clothes, everything, because I thought I was going to keep traveling. Well, what ended up happening is I didn't. And I moved into a big house with nothing in it. But it was a beautiful blessing because I'm getting to build from nothing with my partner. Where we're not bringing in all of this stuff, all of this old stuff and trying to make it fit together we're like literally getting to design this house and so we're designing this house and I know exactly what I want I'm like I know the exact couch that I want I know the exact vibe that I want like I know exactly what I want but I get to be fucking patient with this shit and that's so challenging for me and thank goodness because you know in the gene keys Scott's life's work is patient. So I have a very patient man in as a partner. It's it's a beautiful beautiful lesson and blessing for me. Blessing. I should start calling it a blessing. It's a beautiful blessing <laughs> because I get to learn a lot and it works out really really great. So I get to be fucking patient. And you know what I did with my last house is I literally furnished the whole thing within like a month. I was like I'm going to take out a loan and put it on my credit card and just do whatever it takes to have this place furnished. But it wasn't all the way intentional. Whereas this is so intentional. Like I'm like I know the exact pieces that I want. The couch that I want is like 3 grand. It's like very, very intentional. Like I want a leather couch and I want the Berg sofa from Urban Barn. That is what I want. So when it comes to getting what we want, sometimes we get to be patient. We get to trust the process. Sometimes getting what we want doesn't come immediately, but it comes the moment that we're deciding to go all in on it. And I'm going to share very honestly that it took me some time to go all in on this because there was still the rebel part of me that was afraid of like being stuck afraid of commitment afraid of having all of these things and then what if you know like what if I build all of this stuff and then it all falls apart and so I had to spend some time really working through a lot of these beliefs that I had around 
commitment, around abundance, around more money coming in, around managing money in a very intentional way, around building, like so many things to unpack. And yesterday, I found my leather couch, the one that I wanted. It was like two days ago. I was on Facebook Marketplace and I'm like, this is the fucking couch. And so I'm messaging the lady. I'm like, I'll take this. I'll pick it up today. Like, I'm in. And she's not messaging me back. And I'm like, damn it. So I'm like in this anxiety because I'm like, this is my couch. Like, I know this is my couch. (laughs) And I'm in this space where I'm like, I know this is my couch. But I also don't want to be so intense about it. I don't want to trust that if it's my couch, it's going to be my couch. And so there's this like between letting go and letting it happen and also taking action towards what I want. And so I end up messaging her again the next day and just saying like, hey, you know, I'm really interested in this couch. Is it still available? And she's like, I have someone ahead of you and they offered to pay 50 over asking price. And I'm like, you know what? I set a budget for how much I was willing to pay for my second couch. And I'm like, I I will pay a hundred more than this other lady because it's still within my budget. So I'm like, I will, I will pay a hundred more than asking price. And she's like, okay, let me see what I can do. So here I am in the waiting, in the trust, seeing if it could work out. And I go to Scott because he is just such a beautiful mirror for me in this space. And so I'm like sitting with him and he's like, you know, set a prayer, like, set a prayer, visualize yourself getting the couch and let go and like ask God what God needs from you, you know? And so one of the things I haven't shared, I think I shared this on our story episode, but you know, when I initially met Scott, one of the things that he shared with me was that prayer is a conversation with the universe. And it's not just, just asking for what you want. It's yes, asking for what you want and also asking what is needed of you. Because the thing is, is that you are also in a relationship with God, source, the divine, the universe, mother nature, life. And it's not just gimme, gimme, gimme everything that I want. It's what does life need of you? You know, life supports that which supports life. So are you supporting life in return? Are you giving back? Or are you just wanting, wanting, wanting? You know, and so this is like the law of reciprocity. So what does life need of you? What does God need of you? And so that's where the beautiful lessons come within. So in this space, I'm like, all right, what do I need to do? I need to let go. I need to let go. I need need to trust. I need to trust that I am supported. Because the more that I believe that I'm supported, well, of course, the more I can give back to people like this podcast right now. You know, by me leaning back and trusting, I get to see that I don't need to have control in order for something to happen. I get to let go. I get to take action. I get to initiate. I get to say I am willing to show the fuck up for what I want. And also I'm willing to let go and let things happen. So I decided in myself, this is my couch. I decided like, I'm just like, it is done. It is done. I trust that it is so. It is done. And I committed 110%. I'm like, I'm all in on this. You know what fucking happened? I opened my eyes and there's a message from this woman because my conviction in my commitment was so strong that it's like, of course I'm supported in it. 
I wasn't like, oh, well, you know, if it works out, then great. If it doesn't, whatever. It was like, I'm willing to accept disappointment, but I am all the way in for what I want. And that's the thing. That's the thing that we all get to master is can you commit all the way and be willing to accept disappointment, but not make it about being disappointed? You know what I mean? It's like, I'm all in. And it's not like, oh, if it doesn't work out, then whatever. It's like, if it doesn't work out, I know that I can handle that. If it doesn't work out, I know that I can handle that. And I'm not going to make it mean anything. I'm not going to make it mean that I'm not worthy or I'm not deserving or that I don't get what I want or other people are better than me or there's something wrong with me. It's that, no, it just didn't happen. And that's okay. And then I move forward and keep going for what I want because If I desire it, it is mine. If I desire it and I decide that it is mine, it is done. If I desire it, it is done. If I desire it, it is done. That is how powerful you actually fucking are. You are the creator of your reality. You are the creatrix of your life. You are the one. You are the one that has the ability to manifest and create all of it. But you have to be willing to commit to it. So now, where I'm at, this couch, right? (laughs) Remember how earlier I was sharing about like this whole letting go and like letting the masculine support me? You know what? Well, the thing is, is like, we don't have a truck. (laughs) We don't have a way to transport this thing. So I'm like asking her and I'm like, do you have someone that can help you? Or do you know anyone? She's like, nope. And I was like, okay, let me put it out there to like my friends and see if they do. And they're like, no, we don't have anyone available right now. It's just timing is not there. So I'm like, okay, let me put it on Facebook all day. I'm like waiting for my fucking post to ask to be approved. And I'm just like sitting in this tension and not making it mean anything. If someone doesn't answer immediately, you know, if it doesn't happen right now, can I still trust that things are happening? Can you trust that things are still happening? Yes, I can. All right. So next thing you know, my post gets approved. And there is a lady who has a friend who has a truck who can help. And I'm like, I like, you know, I'm willing to pay. I'm willing to pay. Just trust. So they end up saying, yes, we can help. The lady that has the couch is like, I'm only available between 10 and 12 tomorrow. And I'm like, damn it. I'm like, I am not available. I have a client call at that time. So I'm like, hey, baby, are you available to support me with this? And he's like, yes, I can. I just need someone to help. So we find someone. We find someone with a truck. And today, in about an hour and a half, my man is going to meet this man to go get this couch. And I am hands off all the way. So this is this trust. You know, I ask for what I desire. I set into motion what I desire. And now I get to let go and trust that it is going to come to me. And that's the thing. It's like, I've done everything that I can. I could be controlling and I could say, hey, my incredible client that I'm so excited to work with, can you move my call so that I can have control over this situation and make sure everything works out? (laughs) So I can go be there to watch them move the couch. And it's like, no, 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 no. Let me trust in the divine masculine to support me in bringing my desires to fruition. Let Let me trust in the divine masculine to take care of the things that I don't actually need to do. I've already paid for the couch. I already know where it's going to be. 
I've already got everything. Like I just get to let go and receive now at this point. And so there's a level of action that we need to take when it comes to manifestation. But it's action from a place of alignment with our desires. It's the actions that are moving the needle forward. Not the ones that are controlling, not the ones that are trying to force things, but the ones that are like, this is the aligned action. This is the aligned action. And you can only take so much action before you have to let go and let God. And then when you let go and you let God, that's when things come to you. So there's this beautiful balance between taking the aligned action and then asking for support for you to actually allow in all that you desire. So hopefully this episode was enlightening and supportive for you to see some of the ways that you could be blocking your blessings, blocking your manifestations, and to give you some perspective into how to like really, really let things happen for you without letting go of taking any action because you are co-creating with the divine. It's not waiting for it to do it for you. It's asking for what you desire, taking action towards what you desire, and then allowing things to happen after you've taken the action. That's how you can truly receive. So thank you for listening to this episode, my friend. If you're loving conversations like this and you want more of them with more in-depth practices and mirror reflections in a community of high vibe conscious women who are committed to becoming the highest versions of themselves while healing their relationships with men money their magnetism and manifestation come join me in my monthly membership magnetism it is only 88 dollars a month and you get access to brand new master classes every single month alongside brand new embodiment experiences every single month and there is a link in the show notes to join i will see you on the next episode